everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Jessica Orchick, and she is a performer, a producer, an entrepreneur, and a, a curator of artistic education. So I am so excited to learn about the many hats that she wears how she has been able to partake on her journey and how she can inspire women around the world. So hi, how are you doing today, Jessica? Good, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's, it's really exciting. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So I just want to open up the floor for you to allow the audience to know a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so I, um, I, I was born to two celebrities in Australia, like two well-known actors, uh, and, and I talk about them for those of you that aren't from Australia. They were like the Angelina Brad Pitt of like Australian television. So literally from the first day I was born, I was photographed on the front cover of a magazine with a star is born. This is actually true. I can see the, the covers. And so this I was like, yeah, no, yeah, seriously, <laughs> this was like my life. And in Australia, it's like, it's such a small town. So like, you know, celebrities of that kind of caliber, are just a rarity. Like my, my parents actually met on a television show. So they were married like on screen as a on-screen couple and then off screen. So it was like, you know, and then they had a public wedding for fans. So this was like a very different kind of unique world to grow up in. Um, and like through my journey though, I, you know, it, because I, I grew up in that world, I was always kind of, um, I guess I felt like a lot, like an outsider, you know, like people never really mm. understood me. I was judged a lot. I was bullied a lot as a kid. Um, I, my right. dad is also European, as you would tell from my, my last name. And in Australia, immigrants were, um, especially when I was growing up in the eighties and I, I, we won't say my exact age. Well, no, I'm going to actually, no, I'm going to say my age. Ladies own your age. I'm 36. I'm proud of being 36. I look great. So mm -hmm. I'm going to own this, yes. but yeah, but I, I um, wouldn't even be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have said about 28. <laughs> Oh, live, live for this. Well, I also think age is like a state of mind, you know, you can, you know, you can in, in, embrace get, like getting older as a wisdom, but you know, your the youthfulness you do, it depends on how much you take care of yourself and your mind and your body. Um, mm. But yeah, so I... Um, I just, you know, I struggled with depression. I struggled with anxiety. There was a lot of different things. And so I found my solace and my, um, my passion and my purpose within arts. So I um, was a dancer. I was a singer. I was an actor. This is just what I love to do. And I had this big dream of moving to the States, which I was so excited to fulfill by the time I was 20. Um, but as we spoke about before we started, it was a crazy roller coaster disaster of a year uh, when I first moved and everything that did go wrong absolutely went wrong. And so mm -hmm. I kind of, I gave up on myself as such. I, I, I kind of, when I moved back to Australia, I was like, I, I don't have it. I don't have the, um, the, the, the tools to be able to sustain this. This is not going to be good. So then I 
but I never wanted to leave the arts and I still had this passion. So um, at 22, I opened my first business. So I w- opened a performing arts school, which I ran for eight years. And so wow. I would like, yeah, I had like a dance company where I teach young girls, um, you know, um, dances and, and, but it was more than that because even I think at that point I started educating them about issues around mental health, about, um, you know, about knowing who they are, about good body image, about, you know, um, liking themselves. I think this is a big one for women, like actually liking who you are and being unapologetically yourself, especially in what has, you know, always been such a man's world in general. And unfortunately still is, we are shifting this, but it is going to take more than just, a, you know, conversations. We actually need to see the shifts in the balance of work and the way that men view women of power. I think that's the way that I'm going to say it, as opposed to seeing it as a threat. It should be something that's like, you know, um, exciting and exhilarating to see women in their power. And I know because... Listen, we can talk all day about that. <laughs> listen, that is my topic of conversation. <laughs> right you know and it's like it's 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 this it's because it's ingrained in them you know and and i and i look at it like i don't blame um i don't blame individuals i blame the society and the world that we've built because this is what's happened for many years before this it you know there's like this inherent sort of opinion where men feel insecure because women have more power than them not all men because i believe that there has been shifts but still it's like it's right. not enough it's not enough so um, it became a really sort of big passion of mine. And, and, and also, you know, I had young gay men that were coming out at that point that I was teaching. And so, um, funny, I, I, I don't anymore, but I'm, I'm, I'm bisexual, but I hid my sexuality for a lot of years because I was again Mm. in the public eye and I was very afraid of what people were going to say or do or judge because of that. So it was something that I also, you know, um, seeing, you know, young people in the LGBTIQ communities really struggle with their identity and, and not being able to have a voice as well. So it, it all started to kind of move towards this new space. And, um, that also led me into working with people with disabilities. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, um, my mom was a huge, um, advocate for people with disabilities and an activist in Australia, and she used her fame for, um, in creating a number of amazing changes, including moving um, people with intellectual disabilities out of institutions um, into like working society in the 80s. So I was kind of witness to this. And I think it was um, something that really um, inspired me to to give people opportunities. It was It was like always mm-hmm. this thing. I really wanted to give people opportunities and specifically through creative expression, artistic expression. Um, So the dance school kind of started it, but then I started to create these events that followed, which was kind of my, my step into production. And, um, you know, I created like two massive national um, dance shows called Don't Dis Disabilities Dance Extravaganza. And I took dance schools and dance companies and um, from around Australia, they all came and performed in this one location and we raised money for dance 
uh, disabilities um, and, and, and providing opportunities. So the first group was the Special Olympics from Australia and we raised amount of money to send them to New York so that they could, um, you know, basically participate in um, their experience of a lifetime, which was dancing on mm -hmm. Broadway and going to see a Broadway show and like having all of this, which was just one of the most incredible things I've ever done. And the following mm -hmm. year, we raised um, a money that actually went towards the film that I produced a few years ago. I was associate producer on, um, which the funding for went into that, which is um, classified as one of the most diverse films in Australian history because it was about a deaf transgender who um, falls in love for the first time. So we um, invested the money that we raised from that into that film, which is now like out. So that led me into production. And then through this, all this travel back and forth from the States, I was like, you know, there's no real opportunities for like internationals really that to have a really good guidance when they get here, like people would get here and they would be listening to stories of people that came before them or, mm -hmm. um, you know, but everyone's journey is so different. Everyone's journey right. is so unique. And so I really wanted to create a space where artists could come and not even just now internationally, I think that's been the blessing of COVID for me is seeing, um, being able to now welcome this to people around the States and, and, and even local young artists through creativity, through acting, through dance, through um, filmmaking um, to find their authentic voice and to have good guidance when building a career. And when I say good guidance, mm -hmm. I mean guidance that's not just focused on um, their education as in terms of the art or artistically, but also their, their mindset, them as an artist, who are they? What do they represent? What's, what do they want to express? How are they going to ex express that? Um, what support do they need? You know, what do they need to work mm -hmm. on in terms of how they see themselves to be able to prepare themselves for a very competitive, um, unpredictable industry? Um, and then in addition to that, um, being an entrepreneur, because I'm running all these businesses, as you're hearing, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> teaching them about <laughs> entrepreneurial business and teaching them what that means, because this is what artists do. We're ultimately constantly like, you know, got our hands in like a hundred different pies. And no, definitely. <laughs> That's great because if you understand business, this is such an important part of the journey. And, you know, women in business specifically too, understanding how to have that power in business. And, mm -hmm. and again, if all those things collide, I talk about it like the art, the artist and the business. And when all of them come together, you're a real powerhouse that, you know, that, that, that can't be reckoned with. And I, that's what we need. So this is kind right. of, we don't even recognize our own power. It is no. crazy. No, we don't. We don't. And when you do, I think that's like, that's kind of the beauty about what I do in, in the education department is I help people see their power. And when I mm -hmm. see that light go off, you know, and you're like, oh, great. There's that shift girl. Like there's that step into that space. And then, mm -hmm. um, that is like, that's, that's so rewarding. You know, it's more than anything else. So, so that's me. And I tried to summarize it because I have such a long, listen, like so many twists and turns life. So listen, I love this because it's like, you're following so many different passions and, you know, society may tell us like, listen, find one thing you're good at and just stick to that for the rest of your life. But I'm a firm believer of literally do it, do what you love. And if that's multiple things and do that, like, 
you know, that, do what makes you happy. So let's start from the beginning. How was it when you came? Okay, so the audience didn't hear um, how you had to come back and forth from America to Australia a few times. So just um, so they can know that, you know, if it doesn't work out the first time, you don't give up. But let's go back to no. see how was it overcoming different obstacles for you um, coming from Australia and coming into a new country, a whole new country, um, different type of culture. And let's talk about and especially having to go back and come back again and just keep starting over. How was that for you? How did you overcome those different obstacles, make a transformation within yourself and change your mindset? Yeah. So look, it really came down to know, and I, and I, and this is again, what I teach, but it really comes down to knowing who you are because when I got here, I, I thought I knew who I was and I, and I, mm -hmm. that was at a certain point, but really I didn't. And therefore I'm easily influenced, you know, you can, you know, all of a sudden as you're trying to build your world as an actor and, uh, and a dancer and you're going to these parties and people are drinking and partying and doing drugs and you're like, yeah, this is my world. Not right. Own, you know, but, no, but you me. do you get kind of drawn into that and then all of a sudden you're allowing, like I, I mentioned this to you, but I'm going to auditions or I'm at, I'm at places where directors are saying, yeah, you're here for an audition, but they're not, they're here to like skis all over me. And it was like, hashtag me too. And if you do this, right. thing, you do this job. And, and at the time I allowed a lot of different things, I think, um, that I would never allow now, but that was partly because I just didn't really know who I was and I didn't really have that power. And that was kind of the first big thing. And I kept going mm. home because running home was security, running home right. was safety, running home was, you know, like a, a, a way where I could feel safe. And, mm -hmm. but every time I did that, it was kind of living in these two worlds. Cause I really wasn't kind of learning from the lessons. I was just running away from them, if that makes sense. I wasn't kind of growing. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was the first time. And, and I, in essence, I'm very grateful of every time I've tried. And I say this to everybody, by the way, failure is success. As soon as you yeah. start to look at the mistakes and the fails and the fall downs and anything else you want to call it um, as something that's a positive shift in your life, um, you'll start to feel the shifts in your life because everything now that happens, even if it's bad, like um, I'm having a bit of a domestic with my, my partner in Australia at the moment. And one of my girlfriends said, I'm so sorry this is happening. And I said, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sorry about this because mm -hmm. this is supposed to lead me to a space. This is supposed to happen mm -hmm. so that I can learn from it and grow from it. Otherwise it wouldn't be right. happening. There's a lesson in this about who I am. And there's a lesson in this about who he is. And there's a lesson in this about where we're going to go. And this, definitely. it's such a good way to look at life. So that was the first time. And the culture for me was something I actually embraced. I think I understood American culture far better than I understood Australian culture because mm. again, like Hollywood and this kind of, um, you know, glam life was how I grew up, but in Australia, it's not normal. So people will tear you down. It's something called tall poppy syndrome. People will tear you down a lot quicker because they're threatened by fame, by success, by, you know, big personalities, you know, and mm -hmm. they almost, there's this whole thing about, you know, oh, you'll be right. Or, you know, just no one wants to rock the boat. Don't say when you have a problem. 
which is one of the mm-hmm. things I love about living in the US. Now, whether or not it's good that everyone expresses their views on all their problems, like we, we see it in the political climate, mm-hmm. let's not talk about that. It's not always good when everyone does, but I'm grateful right. that people do because at least then you can have conversations where someone's like, no, I'm not happy with that. I'm sorry. I don't agree <laughs> with that. And I'm like, oh, no, definitely. Yes, this is a good thing. I like the fact. I love that. I love you know, when people it is. are open it's so to positive disagreements, to- but positive disagreements because, um, you know, there are always situations where someone wants you to agree with them. And if you disagree, it's like, oh, no, like you're literally like, just get away from me. Like, come on, be open to different mindsets, different thoughts, because everyone is not the same for a reason. Like, be open to that. Just because someone doesn't agree, agree with you, like you're so used to having a yes person, you need those no people in your life in order for you to be able to grow. Exactly. Absolutely. It's like, it's, I think it's an integral part of growth, you know, because Mm -hmm. when people challenge you and, you know, um, I heard this incredible, I was reading this morning about this incredible thing about, um, vulnerability. I'm a big advocate for vulnerability. I believe it is Mm -hmm. so necessary because I think when people are vulnerable, people inherently are open to hearing criticism, um, and Mm -hmm. receptive to change. And oh, definitely. I, you know, I, I, it, I think it's, this is where the world needs to be. It's to, to be more vulnerable. And I think the, where we have issues with conflict is not because of people having differences of opinion. I think it's the problem with vulnerability, because if you have a difference of opinion and you're not vulnerable and open to hearing anything else, then you're not open to accepting any fault on your own or any criticism of your own. It becomes mm. blaming and it becomes the other person's you know, stuff. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, if you are, if you're open to this, then that allows room for us to grow and work together towards a better place of change where there's compassion and understanding. And my favorite other word, empathy, which I believe Mm -hmm. this world really needs to have a lot more of. Um, So like, this has been a big kind of like like journey for me to learn and I to be honest if if I was going to talk about myself I did not have empathy for myself I was Mm -hmm. not vulnerable I was like a bunch of things so when I was trying to live in a world that that at the same time was embracing like so much of my um sorry apologize I have my cat that's like COVID life (laughs) right my cat is like trying to be a part of the podcast um Um, but you know, when, when those things aren't around, you're resistant to so much. So you're allowing Mm -hmm. people to treat you badly when you shouldn't, you're allowing yourself Mm -hmm. to go into places with people that you shouldn't, you're allowing a lot of stuff to happen. So Mm -hmm. every time I moved, going back to that question, every time I moved here, I, it was because I was running away from something or I wasn't willing to face something and I wasn't willing to be vulnerable and I wasn't really willing to change. I would just kind of come and, and do this. And it's been that way. And I don't think in, in all honesty until COVID where I was faced with a final choice, you know, go home like so many of my fellow Aussies have. And um, because the grass is greener, which it's not, <laughs> um, and everything's safer, which it's not. Um, um, it's just this mindset that they believe that it is, you know, and, and to be honest, also like is, is being in this safe island of a country really going to be the best serving purpose for me? No, mm-hmm. because what happens is when I go home, 
whilst I love the people and I do, I have amazing friends and family um, and my partner, of course, I become really Mm -hmm. complacent and I let other people's dreams and and their energy kind of override me because it's easier to do that. Um, Whereas I think the best culture shift for me was embracing the idea that America helps me step into my power and America gives Mm -hmm. me a platform that I really love and people kind of go, no, we hear you. We like what you're saying. We want to hear more. Tell us more. Tell us more. And I feel like, oh, wow, I have a voice here. And right. even though the the world is so shaky, even though the country, our country, I'm going to say our country is so shaky mm-hmm. at the moment with so much stuff, I believe we're part of a big revolution and the world will always look to America because it is part of that um, in terms of what we do next as to mm-hmm. what the future will be because it's always been that way. And would I rather right. be here on this side of that than in the safety of the backyard where nothing happens? Yeah, I would mm-hmm. take me to the mess, take me to the mm-hmm. chaos, take me to the, because, because that's where you thrive. That's how you know how strong you are. And every mm-hmm. other time in my life, I've run home for that safety and that security. Mm-hmm. Um, but I now well, know you're that- comfortable with, well, you're comfortable with your, what you're used to. And it's like, I spoke about mm-hmm. this with someone before about um, basically identities and having to move to be able to create a new identity for yourself because that area that you're in, in Australia, you're known as this person. And as much as you try to change, that society still is like, no, I'm gonna keep you in this box and that's who you are. Stop trying to get out, you know? But then you get away and you're like, you know what? Wow, this is really who I am. I'm actually able to sit here and reflect and discover and be me without someone trying to say no. Stay in this box. This is who you are. This is who you are going to be for the rest of your life. So, so resonates with me what you just said. That's exactly what, this is exactly what it is. And people Mm -hmm. will keep trying to put you in your box because that's the way that the, that's the way that that society is built. And that's okay Mm -hmm. if you're happy to be there, but I, you know, I, I have more work to do. I talk about the work that I do. I have more work Mm -hmm. to do. I want to change the world. I want to change the world through art. I want to change the world through creativity. I want to, I want to do so many different things. In fact, I rephrase this. I am going to do so many of these different things. Yes. So if I, I am going to do them. I want to be in the place that's going to make me my best self so that I can mm-hmm. do that. And I tell, I tell everyone that's listening, finding that place is the hard part. Where is that place? And for some people mm-hmm. that might be Australia, for some people that might be the US, for some people that might be the UK, it doesn't really matter. Right. For some people that might be multiple places, because I don't mm-hmm. feel like LA is going to be the only place I ever live. I've been like right. sort of, you know, like I'm a worldly person. I like to move around. I like to experience mm-hmm. new things because that adrenaline of being in a new place and self-discovery and learning. I just, I'm like, yes. I it kind of kicks it. you in your butt and it's just like, okay, like, come on. You gotta, you gotta push harder. You gotta think, you gotta, you gotta do more. Like you can't be comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. And oh, as soon as you start enjoying, um, you know, being comfortable in the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. <laughs> like as soon as that moment happens, you're like, oh, this is a game changer. This is a right. game changer. You're like, oh, great. This is a struggle. Okay. I'm having an, or even just like the emotions I could talk about, like, okay, wow. Yeah. I'm having a lot of emotions today. I'm feeling this today. 
great. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to feel this today and that's okay. And then tomorrow I'm going to feel what I feel tomorrow. And then the day after I'm going to feel what I, and people start to look at me going, and you're okay with that? And yeah, because that's, that's <laughs> life. I'm okay with feeling these things every day. Whereas I think that's where the danger is when you're trying to control how you feel to be either happy all the time or to feel like you're complete all the time, or you have all the answers all the time, because that's when you're not actually growing. That's when you are resisting mm -hmm. because, you know, because you, you're trying to actually control your progress as opposed to just right. living your progress, like being present mm -hmm. in that experience. So no, no, I definitely um, agree. Yeah. <laughs> So being in the many different locations that you've been in, you know, Australia, you've been in different states around the United States. How have, how has your version of your, your definition of success changed over time? Um, especially different cultures or, you know, different areas and changing who, well, really who Jessica question. is. <laughs> I love that. That is a really, really good question. Um, do you know, I think in my mind, once upon a time, I thought success was validation. That's what I'm mm -hmm. going to say. You know, when everyone recognizes that you're good and tells you that you're good, you know, mm -hmm. like, and whether that be for what I do as a performer, whether that be for what I do as in production or, or even as an educator. And whilst mm -hmm. I love what I do, and of course, everyone loves hearing that they enjoyed it or they love watching a performance or they loved hearing you speak or they think you're an amazing teacher. That's a wonderful thing to hear. You never get tired mm -hmm. of it. And that's great. That's not success. That's just mm -hmm. validation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you start to find a validation when you don't really need any more validation and the validation is in with yourself, that to me is when you find success because success is just truly recognizing that you have, you have and can be and can do anything. Because mm -hmm. when you kind of have that, you're like, oh, damn, I can. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I can. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I have. I, I, you know, right. I, I, you know, I, I like the idea because then success is just who you are in yourself and all the incredible things that you're going to do. And it's no, not totally just agree. the one. Yeah. And it's not just that oh. one thing. And I love that you said the one thing before, cause I was like, you know, live a life, do as much as right. you can in it. Right. So listen, I, I tell people all the time, even if you want to publish your own magazine, but no one buys it, you can always say for the rest of your life that you publish a magazine, no matter how successful that success in itself, because not everyone is able to do that or not everyone will do that just because of the fear of people, someone else's validation, you know, someone else buying your copy to validate, wow, this is, this is what is like great. You know what I mean? And I'm a strong believer of if you're sure in yourself, you will definitely know, what it is that you want because someone can sit here and tell you you know what you'll never be great you'll never do anything you'll never be successful in life but their projections on you you have to make that become true like no one can make that become true unless it's yourself and if you let someone tell you that and you actually let it happen then that's that's on you <laughs> that is on you uh like I want to do a clap symbol. Um, yes. Like zoom, <laughs> you know, the zoom things. No, uh, so, so, so true. 
no one, this was something I even said today. And, and this has been something I like, I am, I'm, it's been an aha moment light bulb, but no mm. one can even make you feel something unless you mm. allow them to, Right. you know, this, this idea that oh, so-and-so has done this to me and so-and-so did this to me. And this has been a really interesting lesson. And it's literally, I'm talking the last 48 hours, aha moment. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you can't like, you can't make me feel anything that I don't want to feel. I choose to feel it. Right. You can say something and sure it might activate an emotion, but then my response to that emotion, my reaction to that emotion, that's what it is. So I go, mm-hmm. Do I want to feel this right now? I'm going to choose to feel this right now. Or I'm going to choose not to feel this. I'm going to process it because this is ultimately more about you and your issues and your insecurities and your stuff that you're wanting to project onto me. Mm-hmm. And it's not about me. So I'm going to choose to put that. I'm going to choose to like put that little wall there and go, well, thank you for your feedback. Um, and I will, <laughs> I'm going to move this way. Right. Um, and Thank I love you, but this, I choose to do something different. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I, I, I choose to not agree with that, but thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you again. Thank I go, you thank you for, for your, your feedback. Constructive criticism. However, thanks. I will be going in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Okay, so what would you say are some of the things that you wish you knew before you started that would inspire and encourage women to just dream without limitations? Some of the things that you had to go through and you realized like, wow, you know what? Like, I should have known this like a long time ago. It would have gotten me further back then. Oh, and this is, I know this sounds... uh... A cliche. That's the word I'm going to use. I was going to use corny. I said, no, because this is not corny. This is just cliche. <laughs> um, but, but it is, I really do wish that I was enough, that I am enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is something I've been really saying to myself every single day. You are enough. Who you are is enough. You don't need to be or say or do or, or act anything other than who you are. And when you mm-hmm. really believe that in yourself, not say it, Cause you say it, you know, like you can go, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm this, I, even using the dialogue dialogue is a big one. Ladies dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think I deserve, I would like right. to, everything is kind of out of your reach. Everything is right. over here, you know, whereas mm-hmm. I am, you know, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's active, I am, you know, this is like, make it a part of your active dialogue. You know, I am doing this. I am mm-hmm. this person. I am enough. You know, I am right. talented. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am, you know, talented. I am intelligent. I am all these things. And I don't mm-hmm. need to try and be anyone else to feel this because you can keep doing this. And I've honestly tried to be so many different people. I've mm-hmm. tried to be so many different people because really deep down for a long time, I didn't think that I was enough. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I, if I were being honest, I'm not going to say that it, this is like, I've totally turned the corner and I never have these doubts in myself because I, I still do. But I remind, I'm at this point right now where I am at a shift in my life where I've really mm-hmm. started to step into this space of going, no, I am enough and I'm worthy mm-hmm. of this. And I, and I am, and I'm going to have this and I'm going to do, and mm-hmm. I am this and 
even using that feels like, I mean, I'm giving you, and I'm sure I can feel the energy right now, but I'm like, yes, like I feel like the vibrations <laughs> at this higher frequency mm-hmm. because I realize that that is a thing we don't do enough because quite often it's easier for us to put the dream or to put the wants or the, the, the goals or the aspirations or anything, you know, or the positive affirmation on yourself over here, because it gives you permission then when it doesn't work or something fails Mm -hmm. for you to go, well, I wasn't really there anyway. It gives you kind of that excuse to fail, that permission to fail. Right. Whereas if all of a sudden, if that wasn't a part of your life and you could just embrace, you know, that energy of just being mm-hmm. who you are and being enough. Wow. Like it does. It feels exhilarating. It's like, <laughs> it's right. awesome. so listen, we could talk on and on and on and on and on about this because I'm such a firm believer of, you know, from the, from the beginning society, you know, tries to project on girls and women that, you know, we aren't enough. We should just like settle down, settle for this, and that's what it's going to be. So we can talk every day about this. And I'm sure the listeners, the audience is going to hate me right now. But, you know, we're coming to a close, so we might have to get back together for a part two. But I do want to give you the opportunity before we close out to allow the listeners to know if they want to reach you for your services or just to follow your journey. How can they do that? And we'll also link all these links in the description as always. But go ahead and let them know how they can follow your journey and to contact you for services. Absolutely. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at J-O Chronicles. And also I have my own podcast, which is Art Artist Biz, um, which you can also find on Instagram. And the uh, performing arts school and film and television school that we run here in LA is called the American Arts Film and Television Academy. And you will find that at After LA. Please reach out. Looking forward to hearing from any of you young ladies out there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we thank you so much, Jessica, for coming and sharing your story with us. I feel your power. I feel your passion. And I, I listen, I'm, I'm ready for another conversation. We're going to have to have one because I don't think it was enough. <laughs> but thank I'm excited. <laughs> we thank everyone <laughs> once again for tuning in. This is Made the Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.